If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multiamory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about six essential questions to ask any new partner to avoid some major pitfalls down the road. Yes? But first, it's our anniversary, you guys. Holy it is. Shit. Wow. It's what, our third anniversary? Yeah, this is yeah. our wow. third year of doing this crazy show. So Multi-Amory Season 3 has yeah. now begun. Yes. Oh my God. This is it. Wow. <laughs> the beginning of Season 3. It's so crazy. And like, how many episodes do we have now? Like, almost. Uh, this will be like 133. Jeez. Yeah. You guys. Jeez. You guys. It's so Love great. It's so bad. great. <laughs> no, seriously, it's awesome. Like, just, I mean, I think that we've probably said this multiple times on former anniversaries, but uh-huh. just the fact that we didn't succumb to pod fade yeah, and we didn't true. fade and into we're oblivion, we're still doing it. And. We have a great community of people listening to us and mm. people that we actually like hanging out with. And it's right. just, it's great. Yeah, just um, the amount of friends that we've made mm-hmm. with people, both because they're Patreon supporters that we've met at live events, um, and then also just other people we've met through different polyamory discussion groups mm. and workshops that we've done and stuff like that. It's really cool to see how much this has grown from just this crazy idea that the three of us had three years ago. See, all the people who ask us, like, where do you find polyamorous people? All you have to do is make your own podcast <laughs> and then go create a Patreon page and they will come then to they'll you. Come to, it's super easy. Build just it like, and they will come. Just never stop talking about polyamory or relationships mm-hmm. for, for a single waking moment. Just don't stop. Just never stop. Like, yeah. barely stop to take a breath. Like, don't stop. Just keep talking about it. Annoy the fuck out of everybody else around you. Mm-hmm. Start recording it. And then the people will come to you. It's true. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We've solved your another relationship problem <laughs> right there. That was a freebie. You're um, welcome, by the way. You're welcome. That was a freebie. Uh, what we're actually talking about today, though, is these six essential questions that we have put together for asking a new partner to help avoid some major pitfalls down the road. And so, Dedeker, you had something you wanted to share about Yeah, so in my work as a coach, I've heard the same story a billion times. A a billion times. And it usually goes a little something like this. Break it down. I'll break it down. Break it down. I wish I could give you like a weird musical slash rap breakdown version of it. That would be really cool. That'll be further down the line. Maybe by the time our fourth anniversary rolls around, (laughs) we'll have a musical episode of the podcast. There you go. Um, Yes. So, okay. The story that I've heard a billion times from a billion different clients, respectively, is, oh, I met this great poly guy who's in an open relationship and we started dating and he's just so wonderful and we're starting to fall in love and it's just been fantastic. Um, but now, much later, now that we've gone on like five or six dates or now that we've actually started developing feelings for each other, suddenly I found out that actually we're not allowed to have sleepovers 
or actually we're not allowed to have anal sex or actually I'm not allowed to uh, be seen in public with him. And now what do I do? Because that makes me feel really crappy and not important, but now I have feelings for this guy. So what the heck do I do? And, and this is not just gender specific. No, right? it's not just gender specific. Your example is it's, just, yeah, 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 that was just for the sake of an example. But but this happens all the time where it is like I met this person who identifies as poly or who is in an open relationship or has another partner or something like that. Um, and it was fantastic. And while we were so busy just drowning in NRE, uh-huh. I we didn't ask each other anything at all about <laughs> what to actually expect from this relationship or what to actually expect as far as the agreements or rules or restrictions they have in their other relationship. Can I just ask, has this ever happened to either of you? Like, have you been kind of kept secret from anyone? Oh, like those or specific you, examples? Yeah, I mean, I was I was just trying to remember if like, I ever, I guess all of us haven't been secondary as we have, but not like to the extent that this might happen, I guess. Or, or we've been secondary to people who are pretty damn open. There's a whole range. Yeah. There's a whole range of ways that this can look. Um, and yeah. Of course. As in, as in Dedeker's example, this does primarily come up with people in primary mm-hmm. hierarchical mm-hmm. relationships with somebody else where there's some third party who's kind of setting some rules or limitations on your relationship. That's where a lot of this comes up, but that's not not the only way that this can come up. It can also just be that that person personally has certain limitations on things that they actually want in their life or mm-hmm. things they've already decided they don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on the other side of this where I was in a relationship with someone for a few months and during a conversation when it finally came up that I didn't want to like create a home and settle down with any partner, her or or anyone else, uh, that shortly after that she broke up with me and that was one of the reasons was just I can't get past that. That's something Mm. that is important to me to have as a, a possibility in any relationship. Um, so, you know, it can go, can go either way, but it's a simple thing that we often don't think to ask and we don't really have a cultural script for asking it. Right. Because in monogamous dating, there's just this assumption that everyone eventually wants to move in with someone and that they eventually want to have kids with them if they find the right person. Right. right? That's the story we're told. So no one... You know, we're not really taught to go in asking, mm-hmm. hey, what is it that you are looking for? What is it that you're available for? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in polyamory, there's this added level of another partner possibly influencing yeah. their decisions. Yeah. So I think it's really especially important to get this kind of information early on. And especially if you are dating somebody who has other partners and especially if they're other long term partners, um, because that means that you're walking into essentially an entire uh, ecosystem that's already been going on functioning or maybe not functioning um, for this entire time before you showed up. And it's really important for you to figure out like, where do I actually fit into this? And is this something that I'm okay with, with how I fit into it? And so there has been this list of questions floating around the internet 
which has been labeled as, quote-unquote, the glass ceiling questions. If you and, Google glass ceiling questions, yeah, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. And it's it's a very long list of questions. It's, and that's good. You know, mm-hmm. it, it takes you through all these very specific questions of asking about agreements and your other relationship or asking about restrictions and things like that. And if you want to use that list of questions, that's fantastic. However, we wanted to come up with something that was a little bit more practical, a little bit more easy to remember. Um and a little Something, bit more fundamental, I guess, so yeah. that you know, even if you, you know, when you're starting up a new relationship with somebody, you know, like, okay, these are the important things to ask about so that I can get a sense of the lay of the land before knowing whether or not I want to get more intimate with this person or if I want to step back. Or even just, I'll develop this relationship, but I will at least know these things about it. So I'm not going to be blindsided by them later on. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily deal, bre- deal breakers. Not at all. However. Depends on your situation. It, yeah, absolutely. And wasn't the list initially, the one that we looked at was 26 questions, but we've mm-hmm. we've known them to be like as long as 50 questions. Yeah, there's some longer So we're trying to too. truncate this a bit. Yeah. So... What we were working on coming up with was an easy way to remember this. So when you're out on that first date or if you're having a, a, a video chat before your first date or even just messaging that you're not going to go, oh, let me, I brought my printout here or let me pull up these 50 <laughs> questions, these 50 questions these to grill you questions, on. <laughs> that instead you can just have in your head, oh, let me go through this mnemonic. Have I covered all of these things? And then you at least know that you have a foundation. Mm-hmm. This isn't yeah. meant to be exhaustive, but you'll at least get a good sense of what to expect from this point. relationship. Yeah. 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 So what's our mnemonic? Uh, so our mnemonic is the word movies. So <laughs> the joke here is that uh, if you remember from our first dates episode, we said that going to the movies is a shitty first date. And I don't <laughs> recommend it. Uh, because you're both sitting there not, not talking, talking to and each not other. Interacting. Uh, it's just not a good way to get to know somebody. Uh, but so don't take your date to the movies, but do take them to the movies by asking them these six questions. Okay, so movies, M-O-V-I-E-S. In case you fail case you fail to, In case you don't know how to spell movies. <laughs> um, but let's start out with the very first letter. What does our M stand for? Metamores. Yes. So what does this mean? This means what is the status of my metamors or my future metamors? Uh, this is things like, do you have a don't ask, don't tell policy where you can date other people, but you don't talk to your partner about it? Am I allowed to contact your partner? Are you expecting that I'll have a relationship with your partner too mm-hmm. and not just you? Mm-hmm. These are things that a lot of times we don't even think about Mm -hmm. but can come up later on it's and be shocking yeah oh your partner thought this was going to be a threesome i didn't know i was going on a date with him or her as well right right yeah that's and i mean it makes sense because when you're going out on a first date you're usually so focused on just the relationship between the person sitting across the table from you Mm -hmm. that you forget to think about like oh right uh, this person does have other partners attached to them and so it is important to figure out what are the expectations Um, because yeah either the extreme of the expectation is that you will never contact my other partner or or the other end of the spectrum of the expectation is you will get into a full-blown romantic and sexual relationship with my other partner also both of those can be equally problematic but those are definitely things that if you know those sooner rather than later, it won't be a nasty surprise later on. Yes, Emily? 
Um, this one also can start delving into the question of hierarchy. Right. I think, mm-hmm. like, whether or not this person operates under a true hierarchy, if they have a primary partner, if they don't, um, and then kind of what that means to them. Do they have, like, a live-in partner? And, and we'll keep going on with that and what that might mean or not mean for the relationship. But absolutely tr- trying to figure out what exactly your metamorphs are to the person who you're potentially dating well, is an important thing. I mean, and I guess the precursor question to that is even just, who are my metamorphs? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, you, if you're meeting someone online the and they haven't, yeah, they haven't talked about who their partners are, just the straight up, like, so, like, who else are you seeing? Like, what are those relationships like? And next, we have O, which is openness. So what we mean by this is not how emotionally open are you or kind of these vague questions. I mean, you can ask that if you want. Sure. But the point of this is... I wonder how someone would ever answer that. I'm actually not very emotionally open. I'm like, like, sorry. I'm closed. Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, No, what this means is how open are you about being polyamorous? Because this is important for things like, can I be seen in public with you? Um, is it okay for me to post something about us on social media? Uh, what, which social media? Do, can I tag you in things or not? Uh, you know, are there parts of your life where you're in the closet about being polyamorous and it needs to stay that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this can also transfer into things like if you know them through work or maybe are connected to them through work that might mean that any sort of work function you have to act totally platonic together mm-hmm. so these can also just like i was saying before not just about a primary partner putting rules on you but also just practical things mm-hmm. as well and yeah and yeah. i think like em was saying is that these things aren't necessarily straight up deal breakers that right. it's just for you to know you know that if someone is in a situation where they can't necessarily be affectionate in public or mm-hmm. there are certain spaces where they can't totally be open then that's just good to know ahead of time right yeah i mean i have some friends who are in the industry and they don't want their coworkers or the people around them to know that they're poly because it might affect yeah their performances or anything or like how people see them or view them so Absolutely. Yeah. And that, yeah, that happens in a ton of different industries where people are, are worried about that. Whether or not that's, uh, you know, how valid a concern that is, is up for you to decide for yourself and for them to decide for themselves. But yeah, it's just, so the second one is, oh, for openness is how open are you versus how closeted are you so that I can be mm-hmm. respectful of that and also make sure that that fits with the way that I live my life. Mm-hmm. For example, if someone wanted to start dating me, but they were totally closeted, they would have to be so completely unattached from me. It's true. That'd be because difficult. Because the fact that I'm polyamorous is so obvious to anyone who even tries to look. And this actually, this actually came up once, not from someone who is really closeted, but someone who had started dating me and her very Christian mom just Ew. looked up my Googled first name. You? Just looked oh, up my shit. first name. Like, wait, probably because she saw it on Facebook just, or something. Wait, just your first name? Like, yeah. She just put in Jace? Yeah, and, and or maybe Jace Los Angeles or you know mm. something. But she found Holy multi-amory shit. and mm. wrote a whole long thing about how I was you know, leading her on a path to hell and was like a cult leader. And Oh, Holy. you definitely are. All of those things. <laughs> Emily does yes. not help at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, in that situation, it was you know just her dealing with her mom. It wasn't... Some, you know, it wasn't a huge freak out for her. It was just a, ugh, geez, I guess I should have told my mom about this sooner. 
but that can definitely happen. Right. And so it's, it's an important thing to have that conversation early on. So I guess that's yeah. the word of warning to anybody who's ever going to be dating us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're going to be at least a little bit out if anyone knows that we're dating. If anyone tries to Google yeah. your partner. If you have, I mean, if you have parents or moms like mine who just love Facebook stalking, uh, yeah. Yeah. anyone who comes into your life, like, yeah, just be aware of that. Oh, man. <laughs> What's the next one? All right, it's veto. Do you do that shit? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the only question. It's just, just just veto, veto, motherfucker. Do you do it? Yeah, do you do it? <laughs> I, I would say at least, at least for me, and I think the stance we tend to take on this show is, if anything on this list was a deal breaker or what I think should be a deal breaker, it would be this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some nuance to the question, though, right? Is just well. Yeah. Yeah. And well, no, I mean, yeah, it's like, do you, do your partners have veto power potentially, or do you have veto power even with them? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'd be interested in that. Like, do you practice that within any of your partnerships? Because to me, that would mean like, it would be a hierarchical partnership in some way that Somehow, one person yeah. Somehow, yeah. has veto power over another potential person. Well, there's other... Th- sort of nuanced parts to this that I have sure. heard of some people trying to make the argument for defending veto by saying, well, because we have kids is often used as an mm. excuse for veto, mm. but because we have kids, we have the right to veto one, you know, veto the other person's partners within the first three months. But after three months, huh. then we can't veto anymore. Where it's sort of like if I if this sets off red flags one. for me. Oh no, I've definitely heard yeah, this one. Yeah, me neither. Where there's like me a neither. sunset clause on the veto. Yeah, that's power? the statute of limitations oh, question. It's in the twenty six questions. That as makes well. sense now. Yeah, but that's what that is. Is it means, or maybe it's only one month, or maybe it's they just have to have met you first before before the relationship about, can progress to having sex or past more than a couple dates or there's different ways this can look it's not just a straight up veto there are nuanced ways of course and it is up to you to decide which of those you're okay with if any i just always wonder like with vetoing what exactly is it about another person that would make a partner say like no you're not allowed to date that like they know you better than you know yourself or something oh, it's like this super, person's going to be bad for you or I don't even know. It's just so weird to me. Yeah. It happens though. It happens so Absolutely. commonly. It's and I, the thing is though, that the reason, I mean, I don't want to get off on a whole tangent about veto. There've been plenty of people in the poly community have covered the toxic nature of veto so many times, you know, that's not where we want to take this episode, but I just think that the insidious thing about veto agreements is because of the fact that it rarely is this direct, like I get to give a yes or no on whoever your partner mm-hmm. is, or like, I'm going to say no. And then you automatically break up with them. Like sometimes it's that. Yes. But usually it's more subtle. It is more of, well, we're going to come together and talk about it. And if we decide that this person's just not mm-hmm. good, then we're going to decide to, it's like our agreement is going to be that you're going to break up with this person, essentially, yeah. that it yeah. it can couch itself and hide itself in something that seems much more reasonable when it really is still quite toxic. And I think that's why it becomes common is because no one thinks like, well, I'm the asshole who wants to dictate my partner's love life. Um, they just think, 
any other number of reasons of like, well, I just want to protect our, our marriage or I want to protect our family or I just want to make sure that we both feel good and that we're strong in this. Um, yeah, it can be masked too involved or something. Yeah. It can be masked with some very good intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing about this that, that can make it a little tricky and you might not get to that in this question, unfortunately. Uh, but is that things that essentially are like veto, but are not called that and are much more subtle are also this case that we see a lot of someone starting a new relationship, it's going well, and then their primary relationship is not going very well, and they'll end this new good relationship to spend time to work on the existing one that's having problems. Yeah, that happens a lot. It happens a ton, but it is this subtle thing where, well, that wasn't necessarily a veto, it was their choice to do it, Mm -hmm. but obviously it is being influenced by them prioritizing fixing this one relationship over the one over that, another over the one yeah. that isn't a problem on yeah. its own yeah. so there's subtle ways this can look but at least to have this conversation and make sure that the person is aware of of some of these issues that mm-hmm. they've actually given it some thought and they yeah. understand that each new relationship is an autonomous thing mm-hmm. and not just something to serve one other relationship yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store, and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code multi at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's multi M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code multi to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. Okay, Ooh. let's get to the rest of our acronym, anagram. It counts as an acronym, right? Acronym. It's an acronym. This is an yeah, acronym. Not an acronym, acronym. not yeah. an anagram. Yeah, yeah. Not okay, an so we're on to E's. Yeah, ease. so we did ease. M-O-V, and now we're on I, which stands for intercourse. Intercourse. Yay. Whoa. Intercourse. Sexy sex. Okay, sex. so obviously sexual intercourse. Um, <laughs> but this is the jumping off point to ask for instance, 
what specific kind of safer sex practices do you use for yourself and with other partners? Because it is also important for you to know, are you fluid bonded with somebody? Yeah. Are you up to date on your STI results? That gives the opportunity yes. for you to also share. These are my STI results. This is the kind of contraception that I use. These are the practices that I use with other partners so that we know this ahead of time so that you're not getting into a situation where it's after you've had sex and you realize like, oh, this person doesn't use protection with X, Y, and Z person. And maybe you feel okay with that. Maybe you don't. Um, right. It can also be a jumping off point talking about sex in general. Again, if your partner has a primary partner or is married or something like that to ask, are there specific sex acts that are off the table? And yeah. again, that may be a deal breaker for you. That may not for me, that would be a deal breaker. If it was something really arbitrary, like, spanking is reserved only for my primary partnership and it's like i mean i don't even have a huge spanking fetish but it's like i like the idea of having the option right and it just seems silly and now that you told me that you can't spank me now i want it even more um God uh, damn it spank me yeah, yeah or or the even more common one of like are we gonna have to wait a certain period of time before mm. your partner's comfortable with us having sex that's one that comes up really often yeah um, where primary relationships will have certain hoops that you have to jump through yeah. before you're allowed to have sex whether it's meeting them whether it's having dated for a certain amount of time or if it's we all or have to having, have sex together first exactly yeah. we all have to have sex together yeah. yeah lots of different ways it can look it can also be um wrapped up in the safe sex thing especially if they're fluid bonded with at least one other person they might say well all of us and you need to wait a certain amount of time and get tested yeah, before you're allowed. The you know, there's, thing. there's a whole range of this. And it's a really important thing to know because it sucks when you think you're about to get it on and you're making out and it's all great. And then it's all like, of a actually. sudden, ooh, actually, <laughs> yeah. these things. Yeah. Or even yeah. worse, you do have sex and then find out later actually i wasn't supposed to do that because technically my partner has to say it's okay right, so when you but, meet yeah. them could you just not just pretend that we didn't that? do that Whoa, yeah. that's oh, yeah. fucked up. And this it's fucked up but it happens it man happens. it happens yeah. jesus and okay. being stuck in the middle of somebody else's life yeah sucks. definitely not a good yeah position that's insane yeah. jesus um hopefully right. you bring up the intercourse question and there's none of this bullshit happening and it's just like yeah intercourse great Let's right. do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Or if they, you know, if they do have some things, you'll at least know going in. Yeah. So you can, you can find... make an informed decision. Exactly. Give your informed consent. Yeah. Yes. All yeah. right. What's the next one? Questions. Right. So we're on to E, events. Um, so these, this is a lot of different types of events, <laughs> such as play parties, family events, holidays, vacations. Are these off the table? Because sometimes potentially they might be like, you know, am I allowed to travel with someone? Yeah. Am I allowed to go to Thanksgiving or, I don't know, even uh, Valentine's Day? Yeah. Is that a thing that I can do with you? Or are you going to be doing that with a primary partner or someone more established or someone else? Can we else? spend like a long weekend together? Is yeah. that going to yeah, be Yeah, like can I travel with you? Yeah. Uh, this also is related to what we were talking about before about openness. If it's, mm, for yeah. example, work events are off limits because of that or... I have regular family events, but those are all off limits because, you know, my, my grandma won't leave me any inheritance if she finds out or whatever. <laughs> oh, it is, Jesus. Right? Uh, it's just about money. It's just it's really <laughs> just very practical. It's just about money. Um, or or like Emily was saying, that it could be more that you have 
a primary partner, or I'm sorry, that they would have a primary partner who would put limits on you. For example, mm-hmm. they can go to play parties, but mm-hmm. you can't go with them. That's something that's just their special thing to do. Or even to the extent of there's a certain restaurant that's our restaurant, so sorry, we can't go to that. I've heard of that one actually Yeah, coming up. yeah. That one's not quite event-related, but it is along the same vein of... But that's what I mean. This one's yeah. a little bit broader of, yeah. of yeah. what yeah. are the events we could do together that are off-limits, mm-hmm. aside from just yeah. the intercourse ones, which we already talked about. And this can also, you know, if, for instance, you ask this new person and there aren't any kind of particular restrictions or things like that, this can be a jumping-off point to go on to ask, like, okay, great. Um, do you have a particular strategy for figuring out splitting up time for events? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. especially if there's like a holiday coming up or something, it's like, well, what are your plans for? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you handle Christmas split between three partners or how have you handled that? You know, right. just to get their sense of philosophy on how to do time management and how they feel about being able to make sure that everyone in their life feels special and feels considered mm-hmm. on special days. Yeah. Yeah. And we've done multiple episodes on that fact yeah. on the, the holiday and events yeah Yeah. and trying to kind of time manage between certain partners but that's absolutely an important one i think if we wanted to keep going deeper with this and broader um i mean this could extend to asking about life events also things like kind of more well questions more like kids like having kids getting married like are you intending on getting married or do you see yourself having kids or do you see yourself moving again these are these are far-reaching questions. These are looking yeah, pretty far. Yeah, maybe not questions for the first date. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to necessarily hit all of these on the first but date. But it might come up. But it might come up. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, actually, events could also be maybe this person you're going on a date with actually does have potential plans to relocate or move somewhere else mm. for work yeah, or for some other reason. Because I've also come across people where they've started dating someone and that person's primary partner has been in on the conversation all along about moving somewhere else, but the new partner doesn't get to find out until it's it's only a month away because they're the newer partner who just hasn't, Mm. hasn't brought it up. Maybe they've been too focused on just the NRE and the excitement of getting to know someone that they just leave out little details like Mm -hmm. that. Like, Um, Oh, sorry, I'm leaving in a month forever. Yeah. So this is both, yeah. you know, what events can you and can't you do? And then also, are there any what, big life events? Yeah, life coming events. Up? Yeah. Anything yeah. you got planned? Yeah. All right, Jace, you want to bring us home? What's All our right. last letter? Let's make it plural here. <laughs> movies. So the S in movies is a double duty. So it's actually movies. So this is sleepovers slash scheduling, which is really related. Uh, and basically what this means is, one, are we allowed to have sleepovers? Because, again, if the person you're dating is in a primary relationship with someone else, this one comes up surprisingly often of we're not allowed to have sleepovers with anyone else. I always have to sleep in bed with my primary partner. That's one. And then the second part, scheduling, which is related, is how much time am I allowed to spend with you? Mm -hmm. And I want to make a distinction here because you can also talk about what's your ideal schedule? How often would you like to see me? How much time do you have based on your other commitments, your other things you're doing, your kids, your other partners, your job. But this is specifically, how much time are you allowed to spend with me? Are Mm -hmm. there limitations on it aside from just what you want? Mm -hmm. Is it that, well, you can only spend one night a week with all of your other partners besides your primary. And so that's going to have to be split between me and the other people. 
is it that you're dating two people now in this town and you only come to town once a month and then I have to split my time with mm. those people? Things like that, again, aren't necessarily deal breakers. Depends on your preferences. But it is really important to know that going in so it doesn't become something that you're resentful of later on. Mm. Yeah. Or feeling like you were misled. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So, okay, real quick, yeah. without looking at the notes, oh, what does okay. movie stand for? Who's going to do it? Jace okay. is going to do it. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm not looking. Uh, M is for metamors. Yeah. So yes. who, are, who are they and what are my deals with them? <laughs> uh, o is openness. How out yes. are you? Do I have to keep this secret anywhere? Uh, M-O-V. <laughs> How do you spell movies? <laughs> Good question. Oh, shoot. What's V? That should be easy. Oh, veto. Yeah. V is veto. veto. The big, the big Why money the fuck one. would you do that? The big, yeah. big deal-breaking one. Why the fuck would you do that? Uh, is veto. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I is everyone's favorite intercourse. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are your safe sex practices? And is there anything that we're not allowed to do? Um, I, e, I can spell, I swear. <laughs> uh, I was on an overnight flight all night last night, just so everyone knows listening at home. Running on fumes. <laughs> yeah, I'm running on fumes here. Uh, e is for events. Mm-hmm. Are there events that we can or can't do? And do you have any big ones coming up? And then finally, S is for science. No. no. So scheduling sleepovers. It's for sleepovers and scheduling. Yay. Yeah. Good job. So when you're talking with these potential new partners or you're out on that first date, you can either tell them about movies or you can just have this running tally in your head of, okay, Metamors, openness, mm-hmm. veto, intercourse, events, sleepovers. Oh, we haven't talked about events yet. Yeah. Let's go back and do that. Yeah. And so, you, again, you can either be like, I'm going to sit down and we're just going to go through this list and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Or it can just be you have it in the back of your mind and you can let things kind of play out organically and make sure to check yeah, in and be like. pepper it throughout. You can pepper it throughout. The, it throughout the and date. Then, then you can realize like, oh, actually, we haven't talked about the veto thing. Like, maybe I yeah. should bring that up. You know, just a good little guideline yeah. so that you don't have to bring out a printed list of 50 questions to have with <laughs> you at all times. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. See, I think this list is specifically for people who are already polyamorous, but this list may look different or it may be kind of amended based on whether or not the person that you're meeting is polyamorous to begin with. Instead of just a single person. Yeah, well, we may sure. not be but talking still, about certain things. Yeah, a lot of it's still relevant, though. But it's also, you know, let's yeah. say maybe you are dating a single person and maybe you're established poly. Mm-hmm. It's a good opportunity for you to explain to that person yeah. what your policies what are, what your boundaries yeah. are, what it is that you expect. Yeah. You know, so that you mm-hmm. can let them in on mm-hmm. what kind of context they're possibly stepping into. Yeah, that is yeah, a great point. It's not point. just learning about them. Yeah, but, that this yeah. goes both ways. This isn't just grilling them, but this is also things that's important for you to let partners know. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and also thinking about... Uh, if if a person were single or maybe they're new to polyamory, not only is it good to have a discussion about some of these things because they might not even be aware that these are potential landmines coming mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. Uh, but is also a lot of this just applies anyway. The metamorphs question is essentially asking, are you dating anyone else? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. most single people are used to just leaving out that detail. Yeah. But as a poly person, you get to say, hey, are you? Yeah. Uh, that's fine with me. I'm totally cool with that. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then openness is related to that of, you know, how open are you about your dating life in general? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with being seen places together? 
veto maybe wouldn't apply so much for a single person, mm-hmm. although I do you think the talk question about your of, philosophy and maybe Yeah, I'd be interested to know if they did it in the past. Well, for me, I feel like that would be my opportunity to explain what veto power is and also explain that I don't jive with that and that that's yeah. never going to yeah. be something that's going to be part of our relationship or part of our agreements. Mm-hmm. I was going to say if this person is new to, to non-monogamy, it could also be the question of if you met someone else who wanted you to be monogamous with them, would right. you just break up with me to do that? Or mm, do you know where you stand on that yet? And maybe that's a little blunt to ask on a first date, but <laughs> it is a good question to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Intercourse, obviously asking about their safe sex practices mm-hmm. and what they do and showing that this is something you can have an open dialogue yeah. about is important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, events also make sense. Just what events do you have going on in your life? Mm-hmm. And also what kind of events might you want to do together? Mm-hmm. This could also be a positive thing rather than looking for problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sleepovers and scheduling, I think also still applies yeah. of do you actually a great question is, do you like to spend the night? Mm. Oh, yeah. Cause that's some people true. don't. Yeah. That's true. Right. Cause there's that trope yeah. in TV and movies where if someone doesn't let you spend the night, they're being a jerk. Or if someone mm. doesn't want to spend the night, they're being a jerk. And so sometimes people are hesitant about that. Mm. And I actually had a partner where just for whatever reason with each other, we were both kind of happier not spending the night together, mm. but we did for a while because we both kind just of kind thought, of oh, that I'd that's... be a jerk if I didn't want to do it. And once we eventually yeah. talked about it, we realized, oh, you know, I sleep so much better if I mm-hmm. just go home. They're like, oh, yeah, me too. That'd be oh, great. That makes sense yeah. to actually ask that. Because, yeah, I yeah. have had situations where people have misinterpreted me leaving to uh, not spend sure. the night thinking that I wasn't interested. And when I'm just like, nah, man, I just want to, like, have fresh underwear. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's a great, yeah, yeah, yeah. great conversation to have. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is great. So, again... Go to the movies. movies. Don't actually go to the movies for your first date, mm-hmm. but go use the use the movies. Use the movies. There use the go. movies. Don't go to the movies. Use the, use movies. the movies. Use the movies. <laughs> All right. So if you would like to have your question or your comment played on the show, you can call us at six seven eight M U L T I zero five. You can also email us at info at multiamory.com or you can send us a message on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. To support our show and join our private Facebook community, go to patreon.com slash multiamory. Multiamory is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio. Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply